G'day freaks and welcome once again to another Stacks podcast. Today I'd like to introduce you to uh, two friends of mine. Now, uh, my first guest, Mr. Adam Snell, is uh, a fella. I'll tell you quickly how I met Adam. Uh, driving home one night, late night servo, pull in to pick up some milk. Noticed the guy behind the counter had a guitar on his arm. Started chatting to him about music. And next thing you know, we chatted more and more to the point where he started coming down to the studios. And now Adam is the sound engineer of Good News Records and Bluebone Entertainment Solutions. And the other guest we have today is none other than Mr. Clinton Hodges, drummer from the band... Blackjack. Well, you could say Blackjack, but I was going to say Cavalier. That's because well, the... I don't play drums in Cavalier. Oh, good point. <laughs> You're a bassist in Cavalier. That's correct. Jack. All right, so he's a bassist in Cavalier. <laughs> And uh, so please make them welcome Mr. Clinton Hodges and Adam Snell. G'day, fellas. How are you? Great yourself, Jai. 
Ah, well, it's been a bloody nice day today. <laughs> so I know about you, but it's been pretty nice. You're the first guy that's talked about the weather on the podcast. Adam, how's things, mate? I wasn't talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not bad, thanks, John. Just got uh, back from Mika Thera yesterday. Did a drive on Saturday, came back Sunday. It was 46 degrees, 1,700 kilometres, 36 hours, and I am knackered, but happy to be here. Mika Thera. Yep. Jeez, I remember there was a song about that, wasn't there? There certainly was, and trust me, I was very tempted to break it out. <laughs> I was up there doing a community carols event, and uh, yeah, the thought had crossed my mind on more than one occasion. So yeah. what was it? You weren't playing Santa up there, were you? What was the role? Uh, just, no, already on the fat jokes, that's good. <laughs> um, no, no, I was just I was up there playing music. I was uh, singing, playing the guitar. I had a young girl with me, my name is Shannon, who's a tremendous um, young talent, and uh, we were doing the carols for the uh, community up there. Speaking of Santa, I used to live in Port Hedland, and I was asked to do the Curating Communities Day up there and asked me if I could be Santa, and I came up with the ingenious idea to arrive on my little red scooter That's, dressed yeah. in the Santa outfit. So I went home and I got dressed up in the Santa outfit and was riding to the park and got pulled up by the police for not having a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> dressed as Santa with the, with the Santa hat on, and uh, pretty much, well... The only way I got out of it was saying, like, yeah, come on, man, I'm doing something for the community. You know, because, mate, yeah. the law's the law. Where's your helmet? Yeah, always, always break out the community thing if you get helmet. All the time. Oh, it was unreal. They were going, look, you know, good example. Santa said to the kids, oh, you don't have to wear a helmet. <laughs> show, me, show me one photo. He's, like, he rides a sleigh in the air. Doesn't everyone leave beer out yeah. for him? Doesn't have a pilot's licence. Hey, yeah. Doesn't everyone... Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the RBT pulling up Santa oh, on the sleigh? Just sort of... i got to get people the presents, man. <laughs> <laughs> Santa, what's in the, Santa. What's in the sack? <laughs> no, do you know how fast you're going, sir? <laughs> Excuse me, sir, have you had anything to drink tonight? Santa, just like, what are you looking at, copper? <laughs> Not to kick your ass. Just milk and cookies, honest. <laughs> Santa's sloshed. No wonder he drives the sleigh everywhere with the sprinkles hanging out of it, doing circles and loop de loops, and I reckon the reindeer are on it as well. Well, how do you think Rudolph's nose got red? <laughs> That's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, so Mika Thara, did all go down well? Yeah, it did. Um, had quite a good turnout there from the community. Uh, even got a uh, a choir there from the primary school. They just they just started up a few weeks ago, so they were able to come out and uh, and join us. And there was about. 20 or 30 of these mostly indigenous barefoot young kids who uh, sort of got past their shame and, and went ahead and, and sang a couple of Christmas songs and it was a tremendous uh, tremendous evening. It was a tremendous team to see. But it was it was hot. It was <laughs> hot. It was hot. It was an outdoor event. They have a picture garden or a picture theatre there. So it's an outdoor cinema. So it's like a normal drive-in with walls around it and but there's no roof so you can look up under the stars and uh, yeah, setting up in that was was a bit of a bit of a nightmare. I reckon I went through about eight liters of water in two hours. But I've actually got yeah. another another little Santa story. Um, Santa, not Satan, right? No, yeah, okay. no, Santa. Yeah, definitely Santa. Hail Santa! It was uh, it was Broom, about two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Uh, I was playing in a band in Broom called North of the Rocks, and we'd done the Christmas pageant evening evening, if you want to say it, at the Divers Tavern in summer. 34 degrees, humidity a thousand. Mm -hmm. um, I'm up playing bass guitar, dressed in a Santa suit, absolutely sweating it. 
uh, and probably drinking quietly just a little bit too much. Uh, basically, about second set, midway through, I think it was uh, the pretty women with gorillas walking down my street. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I, think that, I think that was the song. No, yeah. Joe, Joe Jackson, Jackson Brown. Joe Jackson. Jackson Brown, is it? Or Joe, Joe Jackson? Jackson. It's, it's, a Jack, it's a Jackson. Yeah, it's one of the five. Joe Jackson. It is Jack Jackson. Yeah. Anyway, so we're playing that song, and I've face-planted off the stage. <laughs> Vaguely remember being rolled over on, onto my back and then pulling open the Santa suit, much to the kids' dismay. And uh, <laughs> did the uh, bass survive? Well, I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, the one of the uh, Ibanez BTBs and their, their Bill Opry shit house. Mm. So, nah, it was fine, I think. I think I cracked a rib, <laughs> maybe busted my nose. I was lucky to keep my teeth, but uh, face planted straight off stage. And that was an interesting evening. Yeah, I, I was then replaced by an old fella that got up and played better than me and he remained in the band and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. did, uh, I did have a drunk Santa experience myself when I was about 17 working in a vineyard. And uh, it was an Italian vineyard, so you know, of course Christmas time, break out the vino, 38 degrees, Adams falls out the back of a ute after about two hours of drinking wine in the hot sun with a Santa suit on, uh, picked up off the street by somebody, I can't remember when or who, but I don't, uh, all I remember is getting picked up and assisted and somehow made it home, I don't know, but that was a, I think everyone needs to have a drunk Santa story in their life. <laughs> Kids driving past late at night, <laughs> their Santa just sprawled out the gutter. It was like trading places, remember the movie? <laughs> <laughs> you ever uh, dressed as Santa, Clint? I have not. Wait, no. No, no think about it. Oh, uh... No. 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 Never dressed as Santa. Yeah, I, that's why I feel ashamed. You look like Swedish Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for everyone listening, Clint's got lovely blonde, blonde, long blonde locks. Lovely long blonde locks. <laughs> handsome, handsome gent. Very handsome gent. Oh, thank you. He's a rose between two pretty, well, la pretty large thorns. <laughs> He's the meat in the middle. <laughs> probably just and my shoulders are too wide. <laughs> so what's been happening musically with... Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Cavalier, Clint. I heard I heard good news. Your drummer, now that I've got it right, Mr That's Ethan right. Broadbent, is uh, just become a dad today. Ethan Broadbent, Shreddy McFuntitz. That's right, Joe. Uh, 4.19pm this afternoon. Little Abigail popped out of Ayako's Where Babies Come From place. Yep. Uh, yeah, all healthy and all that. Um, so congratulations to him. So here's something to talk about. Mm -hmm. The man will be in demand for a while now. Mm. What does that do to a band? Uh, we'll see. Being that Ethan's Ethan, we really don't know. Yeah, I think... I mean, you, you can be sort of one way, but as soon as that child pops into the world, it can really, ch I guess, That's it's right. going to change everything, isn't it? I mean, you, your outlook right. on, you know, how much time have you got for yourself and for your hobbies, and then how much time have you got for your, your children, and I guess responsibilities. I remember thing, but we're out the front of Jared's, right? Um, and because Ethan and Jared were kind of, they'd been at the pub a little bit before, uh, and... 
Jared noticed that Ethan was acting a bit strange. This was like when he found out about that. Oh crap! I'm gonna be a dad. Well, not crap, but you know what I mean. Um, so we get back to Jared's. I rock up and uh, Jared's like, "Are you sure you're alright?" And Ethan goes, "Yep, I'm gonna be a dad." I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool, cool." And Jared goes immediately, "Oh fuck! That means he can't play the drums anymore." Well, it's. it's I don't know. I mean, he, what, he can, but I that's, mean, that's right. You guys are all young. You're single. You're carefree, and you guys are out there. You're, you're not a band that sort of, you know, you're not the let's have a milk and cookies band. You guys <laughs> like to drink. Your songs are about drinking. Eighty-five yep. percent of the time I've ever seen you guys play, you are all half cut on stage. Mm-hmm. You just rock out. You love it. You're a bit of a hardcore sort of thrash punk type sort of band, and and I guess. Things change, man. It's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. And I've got to say right now, Ethan is an extraordinary drummer and he's Absolutely. been the best thing as far as I think for the drumming goes for Cavalier. I've just seen, seen Cavalier before Ethan and now. He's just he's a big lad. He hits the drums well. So balls in he looks good. But not only that, just the relationship you three guys had. That's right. And that's the biggest thing, you know. Have you ever been in a band, Adam, which has had to break up for whatever reason? Oh, I've, I've, my, my whole life has been one break up after another. <laughs> <laughs> Band-wise, relationally, it doesn't matter. I've, I've broken more things and uh, you get broken at a great wedding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Promises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah might have broken one or two of them in my time. Hey, you, come around my place, mate. I'll give you all the graffa you want. It knocks on the door. Hey, you, fuck off, fucking. <laughs> Um, actually, it does sound like one of the nights I had when I was younger and a, li- a little bit more um, irresponsible. But yeah, of course, uh, everyone gets involved in bands. No one ever stays with the same guys unless you're extraordinarily fortunate enough to do that. And, you know, you're in bands. There are sometimes people that you just can't gel with musically. They might be great people, uh, but you've got to cut and run. Um, you know, I've been in bands that have... We're all scattered to the four winds because life gets in the way. Kids, hey, you know, kids do that. Um, uh, I've got a nine-year-old, and but I tell you what, it's it's been the you know, music aside. Having a kid is the greatest thing you'll ever experience in your life. So you know, big congratulations to your mate because um, yeah, they do change your life, but they change your life for the better. And all of a sudden, you realise what you're on this planet for. And that's um, the minute you hold your child for the first time. It's part of you wakes up you never knew existed. Um, I think it's, I don't know, I haven't got a boy, so I don't know if it's the same, but having a girl and being a dad and holding your daughter for the first time is, I don't know, this papa bear spirit comes alive. And I'm, um, sure, I'm sure it would be the same if, if he was a... If, he was a she was a he or yeah oh, I'm sure I mean if you I'm had sure a boy be, I'm sure. sure but I can't say for sure because all I've, you know all I've had is a girl but um yeah it's brilliant it's it's the greatest experience you'll ever have um so prior to having your daughter mm. did you have aspirations of rock and roll full time oh of course who 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 doesn't who and, doesn't want to be a rock star and is that where you guys are at like say let's let's just rewind six months with Cavalier uh-huh. you guys would just getting set to tour Melbourne and the East Coast, and you guys, you had aspirations of trying to do it full time, yeah? Like it's just something that you. Oh, I've still got it. Yeah. I went to see go see the doctor about two weeks ago as well, about the old stapler. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, that's right. Six months ago. Hang on, you've lost me on the stapler. Ah uh, well, 
Went to go talk to the doctor about the snip snip. Oh, you're 22. What do you want the snip for? Well, I want to stay as a musician. Oh, oh you mean... Yeah, well, that one. I'll give you 20 bucks and you can go buy some rubbers and that'll take care of that. Just get a life supply for 20 bucks. <laughs> Especially if you grew up shagging as much as I did. Yeah. 20 bucks, that's two life supplies. I was going to say, if you're married, you don't even need them because it's never happened. Yeah. So. That gets you three packets, two in a packet each. That's my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> so after I, yeah, after I went to speak to the doctor, saw Jared at the pub at the uh, Heidi because they knew that I'd gone to the doctor and he goes... Oh, yeah, do we need to get the stapler out? <laughs> oh, that was yeah. pretty funny. Amused by that. So what made you think that? What made You just don't want to... I've never wanted to have kids. Yep. Um, I purely just want to play music in this world. That's why I'm here, I believe. Um, I've, yeah, never had interest in playing kids. Always had an interest in playing rock and roll music. And I don't want anything to get in the way of that. It's pretty... Uh, that's... I mean, I respect that. And yeah. that that's commitment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> would, it, would it be the reversible one in case? Now, what yeah, What yeah. if you met a girl that you absolutely fell nuts yeah, over for? Everyone's there. I know, and they're going to yeah, say... Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. You know, I know I'm going to keep it. But it, it does happen. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, how old are you now? 22. you got your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... but it's, I mean, here it is. It's, it's on... Uh, it's on hard copy now. Like if we're going to talk to Clint in twenty years, not, yeah. when Stax is making millions. Hey, Jason, <laughs> the Great Escape too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it'll be interesting to see if uh, the, those same things are. But you're a good-looking bloke. I, I can I can sort of see where you're coming from. You've got your goals. You don't want it to be an accidental. Oh my God, I think. Yeah. I'm going to be a dad and not be planned and all what that was kind her of name stuff. Again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be more concerned about diseases if, <laughs> but um, some 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 say that kids are the ultimate. That's right. Sexually transmitted disease. Oh but, yeah. Um, well, they're, they're all <laughs> very irreversible. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, no cure. <laughs> absolutely. But you know, again, at twenty-two, I was the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting under forty now, so it's uh, you know, life happens. But if you can stick with it, then yeah, go for it. I um, wish I had I had the same guys and the, the, a good bunch of guys around me to do that when I was your age. Yeah, Clint, on uh, on just on Cavalier, you you guys, there's a song that you guys have got on the internet, and it's like a bootleg video clip. It's pretty damn funny. The junkie one. Is it the junkie one? Is it's that the one? It's pretty much well. If you haven't seen it, Adam, it's yeah, it is. It's <laughs> these guys are are, are no frills. This band is they they they're not into mm-hmm. they don't care about looking good they don't care about fashion they don't give a shit they're very true they're very the word cavalier itself means don't give a fuck yeah and that's you guys like you know what I mean things. like you're very you don't care if people like it like us or don't we don't really care they're very true to themselves and genuine that's a good attitude but the the video clip cracks me up because you guys love beer and in particular is it Swan Lager. Emu Export. Emu Export. Yes. And uh, anyone that's ever drank Emu Export, <laughs> either it, there's, it really divides people, either love it or they really dislike it. Did and drink it accidentally once, so it was a. Yeah, you su- survived. Once. Yeah. I must admit, I cracked a can when we done that gig down the railway with you guys. They rolled up oh, yeah. in a van, and they, I think it was, was it a high ace or something like that? Just a small. 
small van. No, it would have been. And there would have been, seriously, 13 people roll out of this van. No, that was, I remember that. We got, I think, nine or ten, plus our gear in there. Plus all your gear? Don't tell the... uh, don't tell the federals about that one. Uh, that was, you know, I, I remember doing that too. That was the good old days. Doing, you, know, you could do things like that. It was fun. Sitting, it was. Sitting out the front of the Swan Hotel, everyone cracking a can and getting on it before we all went and just rocked up the place. It was just heaps of fun. Zeppelin playing out of the uh, speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good night. Can't wrong. You guys have had some fun times. Tell us very just quickly, how did Melbourne go for you? <laughs> Ever been drunk for 10 days in a row? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have I. It was kind of like coming back. Uh, no. um, yeah, Melbourne was cool. We played a bunch of shows over there and got on 3CR radio. Did a, uh, we were on there for about half an hour, I think. They played, I think, six of our songs off the Reckoning album. Um, and... Did a little interview with a dude called Matt or Max. I can't remember which one. Top fella. He looked kind of like Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, Aside from that, Ethan was my wingman. I picked up a girl who ended up to be a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) So did you end up having to chill out? I didn't pay or get what I would have paid for. Uh, that's another story. Uh, Jared, however... On the she other... was in it for love? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Love of money, maybe? Yeah. Um, Jared, some Swedish chick, well, the first chick we talked to over there, um, He's she's been staying at his for the last four and a bit months, I think. Hello, Bonnie, if you're out there, probably not. Um, yeah, she's a cool chick. Uh... Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah, we uh, drank with a lot of backpackers. That was fun. <laughs> Where'd you stay? We stayed at a dude called Carlos's house. And he's a fucking legend. Thanks, Carlos. Is he uh, from a band over there? or? No, he's Jared's mate as far as I... I don't actually know how they met. Uh, but yeah, he put us up at his for 10 days in a row. And he uh, had a... Big bender with us the first night we were there, third or second, whatever. And uh, the next day he had a his first day at his new job, and he said, "I was so hungover. This is the best job I ever had." But fuck yeah, like you know, tossed it in to hang out with you guys. Mm, yeah, he did. Well, no, he still went in. Huh. He said, "Oh man, never been that hungover at work." Um, there was also a lot of signing of breasts. Yep. Which may be on the next video. Any females amongst them, or <laughs> <laughs> all of them? <laughs> just, just, just marking down chicken, yeah. <laughs> marking down chicken at Coles. Yeah. <laughs> Best <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> they just load up their uh, art lines and just walk into Coles and just like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just signing some breasts, signing some breasts, <laughs> rotating the stock. <laughs> oh. No, very good. And um, and as far as like the music goes, like uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne got into what you were doing. Uh, the funny thing about Melbourne is a lot of the people that we played to were from Perth. Really? Yeah. What on the holiday bands that we or living? Played, or a uh, bit of bit of all that. Um, and the bands that we played with were also originally from Perth. Most of them, Union, uh, with Johnny Drano. Ajax, whatever name he goes by now, 
pretty sure he's still with uh, the name Drano. He is recently become the singer of the Amiel Experts. And they're based here in Perth again, aren't they? Yes, yes they are. Right. They're great. That's Jared's other band, if you didn't know. Have you heard of these guys, Adam? Um, I can't say I have, but I love the name. So yeah. It's almost like beer punk. That's probably the best way to... Beer I like punk, the, yeah. I like clever names like beer, that. Though. Beer punk is a good... <laughs> you see, beer punk's a clever name. I always wanted to have a... Um, do you remember Ralph magazine? Did you ever used to read yeah, Ralph magazine? They yeah. had a band called the Johnny Cash Converters. <laughs> so reckon that was a great name. Johnny Cash Converters. Um, yeah, the... That'd sell your second-hand albums at more, more than the full price of a new one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And if you wanted to sell it to them, they'd give you 50 cents for it. So. <laughs> yeah. But I'd definitely say check out the Emu Experts. Um, who's, who's in that lineup? Okay, in the lineup currently, we've got Jared Carr ripping the shit out of his rhythm guitar. A dude called Fingers. That's not his name. His name is Simon Kuchmer. Uh, playing lead stuff, excellent dude. Dan Salter on drums. They're the three that remain from the original lineup of the Emu Experts. And then we got Robbie Sherborne, The Darkness on bass. And uh, and then we got uh, Johnny Drano on vocals. As I said, they had their first gig. Uh, a couple of Fridays ago at the Velvet Lounge playing some wicked, uh, what was it, Beer Punk, you said. Beer Punk, That's yeah. a pretty That's a great nice name for it. They do a nice Rose Tattoo cover of uh, Nice Boys as well. Yeah, excellent band, definitely check them out. they got Absolutely. a lot of you're, shows coming. You're in a lot of your like Aussie rock and you're in everything, aren't you? You're uh, like... Yeah, I'm into a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I'm old school now. I'm, as I said, I'm nearly 40, I... I grew up just uh, just shy of the 70s. I was born in the mid-70s, so I sort of missed a little bit of the um, the era, but I still love still love my 70s, still love my 80s, classic rock. You know, give me hair metal, give me big power ballads and pointy guitars and shoulder pads. and you know, But then again, I can you know, love my Norwegian black metal and uh, you know, power metal, and I'm a, I'm a huge metalhead, so Iron Maiden... Loving, loving the bits, but then again, I love Rush. Yeah, you know, Queen's my favourite band, so I've got a bit of an eclectic taste. Um, as long as the people, I sound like a bit of a snob, but as long as they're actually playing their own instruments, and I'm, you know, I'm sort of into it. You know, good guitar-driven rock. Um, you know, uh, once I think they have to have people writing their songs for them, and you know. It sounds like an old person saying it, but you know, when things come out more about a computer than out of a piece of a person's fingers, I get a bit turned off by that. You know, I, um, I appreciate talent as much as I appreciate good music. And uh, while there are some talented people that can create some very good songs on a mouse or with MIDI keyboards and things, I'm just uh, I'm an old school sort of guy. You know, give me Absolutely give me rock and roll. Right. Fingers and and vocals and you know that, that's what it's about for me, because it's you know, you know it yourself when you're up there playing, you know, and you have that connection with the audience and your band's in sync and and everything's working. There's there's no greater feeling in the world and sitting in a room, you know, <laughs> playing with Pro Tools and trying to create something will never match that. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's 
the gauge is the audience too. I mean, but I suppose the audience gets into a lot of. Well, I mean, look at Steroid Sonic, Stereo Sonic. Like <laughs> people, <laughs> people love that. Yeah, so no, that's that's great. I, that's one thing I can't I can't stomach. I don't I don't get it. Possibly because I haven't taken drugs for many years. Um, but you know, that's, but that says something about the music know, where you, you need ever, drugs to like it. You ever heard the thing? What came first, the shitty music or the shitty drugs? There's a great thing done by Henry Rollins on it. D -d 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 DJ, fuck yeah, he rips the shit out of them. It's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. So, um, what did come first? <laughs> the chicken. Yeah. Who cares? Extinct them both. <laughs> yeah, you can get medication. Isn't that sad? But like, like you've seen all the, did you see just the the brawls or whatnot that go down at at, at these things? Like it's yeah, because as, as, as drugs, alcohol, and. Um, but uh, yeah, but come Making on, man. There was, there was drugs and alcohol at Woodstock, and there was next to no violence and triple the amount of people. Yeah, because it's posturing as much as anything. There's ice in that esky too, Clint. If you're going to top up. Jeez. So, yeah, there's, but it was a different era. There was drugs and alcohol back in our day too, but everyone was there for the music. Yep. You know, you were there to you know go to a chisel show. Yeah, you were there for the music. You were absolutely wrecked. But the music, was, that's what you were there for, and it was brilliant. It was an experience. Yeah, that's true. These things are just... They're there because, what, other people are there, or they're there because... <sighs> I don't get it. I don't know if it's more about posturing or, and posing. And, Absolutely. And, like, and, you know, look how tough I am, you know. And that, that's not just... Well, the music sort of reflects a change in their culture, generally in society, um, where it's all about showing off to your friends now and being the big man and being the tough guy and look at me, I'm, I'm awesome. And it's, these festivals are a microcosm of a wider uh, aspect of our community now too. And as much as you hate to think it, those days of just going out and listening to a good rock and roll show are pretty well over. And uh, it's, that's heartbreaking um, because we grew up with that too. We, we know it, you know. They, all you have to do is watch live, um, Queen live at Wembley, right? And to see one of the greatest performances you'll ever see in your life from probably the greatest frontman ever, and you can look at that and think that is music. That is a concert. That's what it's about. He, he, for me. I mean, you look at that Live Aid '85. Oh. There's a there's a DVD out for those who haven't heard of it. Live Aid '85 was a massive concert back in '85 uh, to raise funds. It was the one put together by Bob Geldof to try and raise some funds, Live Aid 85, to send to Africa to help out with the uh, hunger crisis and the starvation that was going on in Ethiopia at the time. What happened was um, they put together this concert and just to stay on the music side of it, there was bands like uh, Madonna, Duran Duran, Status Quo, Status Quo um, oh God, just about everyone you can think of in the day, yeah, the, Tom the Petty, big, the big names, um, Paul Young. Dire Straits, Neil Young, uh, uh, um, a Pseudo Echo, like all the big, load. yeah, there was just a, a ton. Uh, Living After Midnight, uh, Judas, Judas Priest, Priest yeah. were there, like it was Run DMC, like everyone who was everyone was there. And it was, yeah. And then there was Queen, and Queen just absolutely owned that event. They were they were like a whole level above everyone else. And, and uh, literally too, because their sound engineer, I believed, when um, the 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 event 
engineers had their backs turned, the Queen's uh, road crew went up and turned all their monitors and turned all their volumes up. So they were louder straight away. But for 22 minutes, Freddie Mercury um, was king of the world. <laughs> he was he was amazing. He was the champion. And um, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, and you'll never, sadly, ever get a greater performance or see another band like that. And uh, yeah, I, I I do. You know what? I, I pity sounds doesn't sound right, but yeah, you know, I I do feel sorry for people who will never really appreciate that or know it now um, in our day and age. They'll, they'll never know. What it's like to sit up all night, to, you know, watching Rage, watching good bands, and they'll never I, know what I, it's, you know, see, it's. I don't totally agree with. Like, I think there's still something lurking in the darkness that's going to come forward and just fucking. I don't. It's not. It's I hope not so. Dead. It is not dead. Um. No, but. It's, maybe not on the it's, grand it's scale. Missing, yeah, it's it's because things change. You know, trends change. You know, you, you, you can look back and, and think, you know, Mozart came after Bach, you know, and what a massive change that was musically. Uh, you know, then you have, you know, your 18th, 19th century Russian composers that, that took things to a new level. Then you have people like George Gershwin or Scott Joplin, you know, changing there. And then Buddy Holly came along and changed things up again. And it's just, it's a change. And we're all passionate, I think, about things we grew up loving. And you know, But, I mean, we're seeing... Guys coming forward who, uh, if we talk on a band level, there's still bands moving forward now that that are doing it. We may not like them, mm. but there are still some bands like Metallica still doing massive crowds. Absolutely, but you know people would suggest they may be the last great stadium band that we see, which is you know horrifically disappointing if true. I mean they're still kicking, um, and like Clint said, there's surely there's something emerging that's going to be a but the thing is, it's uh, there was the seventies that really kicked off that era of great stadium rock, mm. and it and the level was just amazing. Um, but I mean, it's very interesting when you see like just come. I just come off tour, as we know, with somebody, and I don't want to harp on about going on tour, but I just I, I can relate to this podcast and that tour a lot with so many different aspects, and I will bring it up occasionally um, with an artist, you know. Who was the former frontman of Skid Row? And I remember him. Yeah, uh-huh. you great voice. You you see a level, which is that's just where they're at. I remember watching a whole country carnival once. Mm. I was actually part of it up at the Spin Effects Festival up in the mid northwest, and we had some really good bands come through. Then Troy Casadale got on stage as the headline, mm. and everything just lifted a gear. Just killed it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's there's just that. It's like anything. It's like we can all be contenders, but there's a champion. Yeah. You know, and and there's there's a level that that we just need to get. To. And the only way to get there. See, I feel blessed now that I went on that tour because I've I've worked with some Australian acts. Like I mean, I've um, been on stage and done shows with Billy Thorpe, Robbie James from Ganga Jang, Eric Weedman, 1927, Barnsley, you name it. But when I was, I'd never really worked with a, a rock god from the States, and then you can just see that they own it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. my first chance to work with someone like that. I guess it's an attitude as much as anything as a professionalism. There's a confidence. There's uh... The thing I like is it, 
They're just that. They're not anything else. They're that. Sebastian Bach lost his fucking missus and his house. Well, his missus broke up with him and then he lost his house to a hurricane. And he still puts out an album about a month later. Like, that's like, yeah, man. Just, nah. Stuff the world. I'm going to, this is what I am. I'm going with that. Oh, I must admit, that's that's what he does. He he, he, he epitomises it. And he's just married another another lady recently, uh, Suzanne. And she, a stunning woman. But you could see that, I think second time around, he's like, okay, look, I'm, I'm still... I'm still here, you know, like, this is what I do, you know, and he's not changing. You're right, that's what, that's what he is, that's who he is. That's right. And that's what he does. Yeah, and you you got can do nothing but admire people like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. who just work their guts out to do it. I mean, are we lazy? Am I, I mean, yeah, I'm lazy. I... It's not just that, I guess you have to accept the fact, and this is getting back to what Clinton was saying earlier, he's... This is who he is. This is what Clint does. What I've never known Clint to have a job. I've never known Clint to have another hobby. He used to play a bit of hockey, but I've, <laughs> I've known Clint for a long time. And if people say to me, who's Clint? I'll go, he's a muser. Mm. And not, oh, he's a mechanic, but he plays a bit of music. Mm. Or he's you know, a lawyer and he dabbles with a bit of music. He's a muser. That's just what he is. And I think you have to... Be that in order to, you know, but you have to have a certain amount of talent. You have to have a certain amount of dedication, and you know you need both. You can't just have one or the other. And there's a bit of luck that comes into it as well. Well, Whether absolutely. Whether we like it or not, but luck's oh, luck plays a huge part of it. Uh, and I, I really hope that we haven't seen the end of rock and roll. But you no also way, you man. also know that you know the way the music industry is now, and uh, unless you're a you know a, a stunningly beautiful. 18-year-old girl who can, you know, be auto-tuned properly. As long as you're selling an image, that's what sells and that's what gets played on the radio. So For about a year. Yeah, and then the next one comes along. And then the next one comes along. And then the next one comes along. I mean, we've seen it, you know, you had Shakira. Then you had, you know, who else? Um, you know, that Megan Trainer. she comes along. You know, she's popular for a little bit and she goes. You know, and it's just these... X Factor shows and things that just pump out these factory produced I don't want to be disparaging but I don't like it when they call themselves artists kill them kill them because artists create <laughs> artists create things I don't know how creative well, anyway th- I'm not going to go down yeah, that look, path I, I think yeah I, I think we see a certain side of a lot of those people on X Factor mm. but I think there's there's a lot of them that actually are artists and they are creative and they do do it. However, they're kind of moulded for that show. Yep, and, and you don't. I mean, there's a there's a young kid that uh, well, uh, T. Big T, is a, a is a Maori hip hop artist that was on a, on a recent one. He's a local Joonlup fella from here. He uh, was actually part of the Joonlup Giants Rugby League Club, and you never would have known that he had this voice and was into the hip hop and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Then one day just busted out, and here he is on X Factor doing it. So he, so for some people, I guess it's a yeah, and that's why I was very careful. I didn't want it to sound as, yeah, exactly. as it came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I was just balancing it up and just yeah, saying, yeah, well, of course. there are some that. I mean, there's a lot of guys that Leith, uh, the Irish fellow that won the probably the first Voice or X Factor. Um, you know, not everyone's cup of tea, but he actually writes a really good song. He's he's now moved into the background. 
and does a lot of writing for other artists. Mm. And you know, so, yeah. so therefore he... And then, yeah, look, I'm, I'm old and curmudgeonly now too, you know, so <laughs> that's... that's I, I don't... Again, I don't want to sound disparaging, but, you know, you look at some of these people who get... Because of an image... I mean, I auditioned for X Factor and they said, you've got a great voice, you've got a fantastic voice, but I didn't fit the image they were trying to package. Yeah. You know, so... Did you get onto the... No, because I didn't fit the image. Just straight away? No, because I'm, you know, 150 kilos of, of hair and grease, you know. Um, yep. And that's what they that want. They, they don't want to have someone like that on the TV. They want to have, you know, a, um, a triumph over adversity story, a young, attractive girl for the male demographic, um, something for the 14-year-old girls to text in and vote for. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, such a control... A friend, another friend of mine back from Adelaide, Ellie... Uh, one of the most beautiful voices you'll ever hear in your life. It wasn't the right image. Now, if these shows are purely based on talent and... Yeah, and but, you know, the first thing people are going to think of is Casey Donovan. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carice Eden. Mm. Neither of those two girls are aesthetically amazing. Uh, you look at them and go, oh, Jesus, you know, like, big girl. Carice, not super attractive. I, I know that sounds harsh. Like, it's, yeah. but, but she's not... She's not classically attractive as, as far as they're getting more like that now but I mean I understand what you're saying but then you've had Casey Donovan win it who is a yeah and that's a whole rather other story rather it's Sebastian yeah. Mark than Casey Donovan um, you know it, but uh, that's just <laughs> but that's the way the in- industry is though you know the industry I'm glad is... you chimed in with that we're getting too serious for Stacks podcast yeah, we're going too into the the voice yeah, but I think that's the way the industry is. I know, I know what you mean. It's, I know exactly what you got mean. You've got a package of product now. You're not a you're not an artist or a performer per se. You're a product, okay? And you're pushed out as a product. That's just life in general. It's all marketing. Yeah, well, you know, that, I heard and an interesting. That's why I think we've lost some of this. Let's get back to Santa. I heard an interesting fact the other day. Mm-hmm. Santa was actually invented by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Was that you telling me that? Mightn't have been. Possibly, but is there any secret why he's red and white? It used to be green, actually. Oh, yeah, it did, yes. You know yeah, this yeah. one, don't you? Yeah. Chris Kringle. What? No, Santa Claus used to be green, and then Coca-Cola paid Coca-Cola dollars to get Santa to be Coca-Cola colour. Red and white. Which is why Santa is Coca-Cola colour now. Then why don't you see Santa on... The voice. <laughs> <laughs> on the voice. Because he can't fit on Because he's too so drunk from delivering his presents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting pulled over by Arby. He's always <laughs> locked up. Yeah. <laughs> ah, come on, Mrs. Claus, to bail me out. Crashing in the snow. <laughs> on a really fucked up sleigh. Over fields we go. Drunk as hell, I. Oi, Rudolph left, cut. <laughs> Now that's just that's kids. That's the Aussie Sander, all right. Just, <laughs> I don't want kids listening to Stacks podcast. <laughs> yeah, my daughter might listen to this. Oh, you're on a podcast, Dad. Can I listen? <laughs> no. <laughs> what does cunt mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's what Mum calls you all the time. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of that, I, I was really I'm fascinated in finding out. I think you and I talked about where words come from. Yeah. Uh, no way. That's fuck. For unlawful carnal knowledge, cunt was no, can't remember what cunt was. Well, it wasn't it wasn't an, an abbreviation like that. It wasn't letters that mean something. What it was was that it, back in the days of 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 knights, 
and ye old taverns. What it was was the they used to it, was, it wasn't good to put a bloody sword back into its sheath, so they used to cut rabbit pelt or something, whether it be deer or rabbit, you name it, wolf, whatever they've killed and stuff, and they'd cut strips of it and they'd put it, stitch it on to the inside of the sword or they'd just tie it off with a bit of sinew at the top. And what they'd do is they'd grab the sword like that and they'd just clasp it in their hands. Mm. As they're putting the sword back in, they'd run it down the blade of the sword and they also used to use it to, to put the, the waxes and the fats of the animals on it Cleaning to stop, the, to stop the, the blades rusting yep. up. And it used to get covered in blood. So you had this hairy thing that was covered in blood. Obviously someone made the connection and boom, next thing you know, that's getting called the same word. So there you have it. That's, that's, that's what I've researched. I don't know how true it is. I would love for someone to write in and let us know if it's different. I'd like to know the search history on your computer. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny though. My wife comes from I, Canada. There was there was a lot of sidetracking when I was looking up that one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got distracted for I think at least about two and a half years. <laughs> Hot chick with blonde pussy. Oh, it's a chicken yeah. and a cat. <laughs> yeah, no, my wife's from Canada, and the place she's from has got some amazing place names. Uh, Dildo. Dildo <laughs> is a place. Yep. In, in Canada. In Newfoundland, where my wife's from. Yep. <laughs> There's a place called Dildo. There's a place called Come by Chance. There is. Uh, um, Go- Go- Goobies is another one. Goobies, yeah. Uh, they got some amazing Conception Bay, Placentia. Um, I believe though, my my research, the dildo, I think was the the U shaped jobby they used to put in the boat that you put your oars in that would hold your oars on your rowboat. No, they're called rollocks. Yeah, well, I think it might have been a colloquial. Anyway, yep. that's. Um, what I'm led to believe, but yes, so uh, shout out to all the people from Dildo and Newfoundland. Um, well, the other thing too, shit, store high in transit. That's it. And it was because they used to, you can't keep it down low because of the gas, the methane that comes out off it. Mm. Back in the day, everyone carried a candle down the bottom of the boat. I wonder how many boats they blew up before they realised to keep it nice and high. <laughs> And it's probably what they said as they, the boat was in and, the process of being well, the other, up. Oh, shit. <laughs> the other thing too was... <laughs> I say, it looks like the boat has just blown up. Oh, store high in transit. <laughs> when will they learn? Was that um, from Madagascar? Sugar, honey, iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting where a lot of words come from. They, uh, they're starting to put Australian terms, like selfies just made itself into the dictionary. Yeah. You ever taken a selfie, Clint? You don't seem sort of the guy that does no, too many selfies. Doing too well. I hit people who take selfies. Unless it's like... Nah, nah. Especially I selfie admit, I, I don't do selfies, but I do videos. But it's more promotion for the place. Yeah. Like, I'll do a video going, oh, here you going, we're here at the Rock Garage, blah, blah, this is playing, these dudes are playing. What here. I reckon is always a better thing than taking a selfie is, like, ask someone who's walking along, oh, would you mind taking a photo for us? They're like, yeah, yeah, cool, no worries. Get them to take the photo. It's always a way better story as well. Than, and you don't see this as well, like the fucking crane neck kind of thing, you know? It looks like they've got a hunchback. Yeah. 
That's what everyone. No, no, but you, you can buy the sticks now. You know, you put your phone on the on the stick. And yeah, you selfie. Hold, hold the stick up, and yeah, they're funny. always tilting to kind of look like a real idiot when you. Well, it's that. funny that they call them selfie sticks because if I'm to translate that, it would mean something completely other. <laughs> yeah. They're usually a little bit shorter. They're a bit thicker. They're made of latex <laughs> and they vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that place in Newfoundland is awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, no words are funny. People are funny. Society's funny, and that's. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at things. You gotta laugh at people because you gotta laugh at yourself. Because uh-huh. uh, you know we we are ridiculously funny people. Uh, you ever tripped downstairs before? Oh, I do. I usually trip upstairs. That's, oh, that's wow. my specialty. So, um, yeah. Do, what, I, do, I do you mean like? Do you mean like go down into the basement and drop acid or? <laughs> Jai could attest I'm not the most sprightly person on my feet, so to see me running upstairs in itself is um, is good. But then when I trip over a step and fall upstairs, it's uh, it's, it's hilarious. Like Indiana Jones. Is that like doing an ollie kind of thing? Kind of, but you know the boulder in Indiana Jones. You know that's that's, that's <laughs> get, get that image yeah, instead of a boulder, a big fat hairy bloke coming down the stairs, and that's the sort of uh, yeah, the image we're trying to portray. If we we're gonna do a guitar duet and call it either '88. Or uh, <laughs> or just lard or something like that. Just <laughs> the doughboys, <laughs> or just big. <laughs> just... You can do a pond called donuts. Yeah. Mm. Can't say it'd be popular. No, no. We need another couple of big guys out to join us. I reckon we could have a. We just, are we going to have a big band? Just Lovely. a big band, yes. all wear like um, straw hats and overalls. Oh, and gumboots. Oh, oh yes, yes. And sing like all songs like just fat bottom girls yeah. and um, Eden <laughs> ain't cheating. Whole lot of Rosie. Oh, yeah. yep. Just do all these songs that involve yes. being chunky. That'd be cool. Uh, actually, that would be good. It'd be funny. Um, and even change some songs like uh, big bottoms. Uh, like be like I like big butts and again I lie. You know, like yeah, really yeah. rock it out. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Or just do Michael um, Weird Al Yankovic's Fat. Yeah. You know, yeah, just do all songs that are stuff like that. Man, I love it. And you can't join, you're too skinny. But imagine, like, in the crowd, you're looking in the crowd and you're seeing, like, the larger ladies. The larger ladies. And and, and that's who we play to. Like, we'd look at a really fine, sexy looking skinny girl and go, whatever. Real women have curves. (laughs) Lots of curves. So I reckon that'd be really cool. Uh, I wonder how that would go. Put a pin in that. We should work on that one. Yeah, I think we will. So look at Clinton. You can't be in the band, I'm afraid. Uh, Unlucky. Fuck. We have got some things to work on though too, Jai. So there's yeah. uh, some good things coming up in the next year. We have. We've got a big year in 2016. But that just reminds me of uh, something. When you want to jam, but you can't, cause you got nowhere to go. When you want to make a rock video, when you want to record the greatest sound, you gotta take yourself to Toondal Uptown. You gotta go to the Rock Garage. You gotta go to the Rock Garage. You gotta go to the Rock Garage. The Rock Garage is the place to be. Come on down and see Adam and me if you wanna record 
Praise the Lord, it's easy to afford and you won't get bored. Come on down Seattle, to the Rock Garage. Right next to JMC. JMC. Rock Garage. <laughs> Clinton, you had a very important announcement. Would all those who believe in telekinesis please raise my hand? Ah! Yeah. Hey, you know what? Hmm? Clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. You know, the oh, ones no. that can sort of, yeah, <laughs> clairvoyant. <laughs> what about the ones that sort of, you know, they? what do you think of the ones that can, like, 
looking, hang on a minute, is there someone in the room who had a father? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm seeing someone who had a father. Does anyone here live in a house? Yes, dear. Has anyone seen a house? Yeah. Uh, they right. had a father and he had a, a child. child. <laughs> yep, I'm getting somewhere. I'm, I'm getting. Yep, he's coming in and he's saying, yep. It's a, I, I, it's a, I had a father? It's a female. It's a female and they're in this room now and their name starts with. Claire Bar Eleanor Eleanor I'm Eleanor uh, seriously like uh, was what a about great, great South Park episode about that was there with um who's that that big one they used, they called him a douche on the show all the time Jonathan Edwards John Edwards oh they cuz South Park <laughs> one of the, the best satires you'll ever see and they ripped him to shreds on that show, and uh, Family Stan was showing how much of a um, how easy it was to be a, what they call a cold calling clairvoyant, and uh, and everyone started believing Stan then as a clairvoyant. And he said, "No, I'm just tricking you. No, 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 you're not. You're not tricking us." And it was, it was, it was so insightful. So um, yes, you seen the Family Guy episode? Oh yeah, just as good. End of the end of the thing. They're trying to find out where this bomb's located on someone. Ah, the person dies. This is like right at the end of the episode. You just hear, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm not psychic. <laughs> what about psychics? Like they can say, oh, you know, on March 27th, don't go to the football because... If you're that fucking clever, know the lotto numbers and don't work as a psychic for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Hey, skeptics are us. Hmm. Well, it's been very good talking to you, lads. It's been a very good podcast. Thank you very much, Mr. Adam Snell, for coming on the show. Dry, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm pretty sure we'll see you again. You are around here a little bit, so... Uh... Yes, another round joke, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My wife told me to get in shape. I did. I said round is a shape, so you, know, you can't really you know, have a go at me now. I've got another one, too. Do you know I've got a Japanese wife? I do. I uh, found her on Tinder. And in the uh, application, like I put down athletic figure. I was thinking that had something to do with your japs, though. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh. Same as athletes, aren't Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I knew exactly where it was going, so. Not bad. Not, bad. Not good. Not bad. Not Physique bad. of a dance oh. player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Clinton Hodges. Mate, good luck with Cavalier. Hope it all goes well. I hope uh, Ethan's kicking along and he uh, gets back to you guys shortly and starts rocking out. I don't think it's the end. I think it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see a much more, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll see a different Ethan now. He's, he's got a bit on. But All right, so uh, my name's Joy Dig. We've had these two legends on the podcast. Tune in, get your friends to listen in, share the shit out of the podcast. Get people tuning in. If you want to come on the podcast, get hold of us on Facebook or you can also find us on SoundCloud. We can also be downloaded on iTunes. Get onto the Stacks podcast. Send in people who should be on here and get yourself on here. Tell your story. We want to hear from musos, artists, everybody, sports people, you name it. Just come in here and shoot the shit with me in the studios. Thank you very much. We're out.